eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Curtis Wilkerson with hogsports.com coming to you live today with a special off-season edition of Hog Hoops Live. It's been a while. I mean, listen, if you thought basketball would stop just because the season ended, you thought wrong. Things are just warming up. Look, Coach Muss, he's about to get paid, we think, we hope. At least there was a promising tweet from the AD late Monday night that gives us a little bit of comfort in the situation, waiting on some finalized details. The roster's already flipping on its head. We got three guys going out, three new guys coming in. Muss is owning the transfer portal, as usual. We're going to dive right into it, break it all down for you. Welcome in again to Hog Hoops Live. Okay. Like I said, it has been a while, so I do want to hop on here real quick and just kind of remind everybody all the different ways that you can watch or listen. Make sure that you go to our hogsports.com Facebook page. Make sure you get notified anytime we do go live. We have a Hog Hoops Live YouTube page. Make sure you go follow that so you can go back and check out all the videos. For you podcast listeners, you can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Would appreciate a positive rate and review. Uh, real quick before we do get started, make sure you throw in some questions, comments in the chat. I'll run through a bunch of those at the end. I'm looking forward to hearing you know, what you guys think about all this craziness that's been going on for the last couple weeks. Let me get this out of the way here. Okay. Eric Musselman. Pay that man his money. Am I right? You know, the University of Arkansas and Eric Musselman, we think that they're settling on some terms for a contract extension, a raise, something. Usually you can't trust what Twitter has to say, but I mean, I think the writing is kind of on the, on the wall based on the tweet that Hunter Juracek sent out Monday night. It at least made a lot of people feel better about everything that was going on. You know, listen, when it, when it does become official, this isn't necessarily shocking news, but what I will say is it's going to be long overdue. I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on it today because we are waiting uh, for something formalized, something finalized. And when we get that, we'll come back and we'll talk about all the juicy details. Uh, but I do want to kind of talk about the timeline here of what's been going on. It's been interesting, to say the least. You know, towards the end of the regular season uh, and even into the postseason, we had a pretty strong indication that, you know, Eric Musselman. His agent, uh, you know, Hunter Juracek, there were some preliminary discussions going on there, right? It only makes sense, as they should have been. You know, obviously, at the moment, the real focus is on the season, 
the run the Razorbacks were on in Indianapolis. Incredible, by the way. It feels weird to be sitting back in this seat back at home in Fayetteville because I'd for, you know, over three weeks been coming to you from Nashville or Indianapolis or St. Louis where I was staying in between. So kind of being back in, you know, home in the office, it's a weird feeling. It's kind of nice, to be honest with you. But, you know, with every win, with every round that Arkansas advanced, Musk was making himself more and more money on this future deal. I mean, he was also racking up incentives on the current one, but, you know, you, you get the point. So, you know, while Arkansas is still playing, you've got, you know, the Minnesota and the Indiana jobs open up. Naturally, Muss's name gets thrown out there a little bit, as it should. You know, when you're doing a great job coaching your team, your program, your name is going to get brought up when other jobs open up. It's natural. Those schools found their guys. Whatever. You move on. Then Texas opens up. But they've got their eyes set, you know, their sights were set on Chris Beard from the outset. They got their man. Fine. You know, throughout that whole ordeal, even when, uh, like, say, the North Carolina job opened up for a couple days, personally, me, I never really had the sense of worry when it came, you know, to Musk being a a serious candidate or seriously interested, uh, that it would be anything that he would consider leaving now. I've always kind of had the belief, you know, that that Musk and his family, they love it here in northwest Arkansas. I, I think he knows how special of a situation he's in here. I think he also knows that, you know, he very well may be creating a monster that the SEC has to deal with for the foreseeable future. But all of a sudden, you know, Arkansas's run ends in the Elite Eight against Baylor. Played them better than anyone else in the tournament did, by the way. But then a couple days go by. Now a couple weeks go by. Still no news on a contract extension. It's a process. There's a lot, of, a lot of fine print, a lot of details that have to be hammered out. But as time continued to drag on, it was enough for me at least to continue to raise the eyebrow a little bit more, a little bit more. You know, maybe, maybe you think there was some kind of a hold or, or a snag, something going on with the negotiations. Who knows? Because we really expected something you know, shortly after they got back home to Fayetteville from the NCAA tournament. Still never really had the inkling that he might bolt somewhere unless, you know, like a certain very specific type of job opened up, which in my opinion would be a high profile type of program back out west, closer to home. He's a a Southern California guy. Well, then shortly after the national championship game last week, Arizona out of the Pac-12 fires Sean Miller. Oh boy. You know, as expected, Muscle's on the, that initial, they always put out the short list of candidates. This one I took a little bit more seriously, though, because it's a Pac-12 job, back out west, prestigious program. Still, though, you know, Musk has that $5 million buyout up until, I think, May 1st. With Arizona's situation, they're paying, they're, they're paying their football coach about that, <laughs> that much now to, to not coach anymore. One of those situations. I, I didn't think that they had that kind of money. I'm also not sure that they could outbid Arkansas on an actual contract. They're also staring at, you know, probably some fairly significant NCAA sanctions, which is, you know, essentially why Sean Miller got canned in the first place. So even though this particular job with Arizona was kind of on that short list of jobs, I could see, you know, if Musk were ever to decide he might want to go somewhere else, uh, that might be that kind of job. But, you know, we get into Sunday, 
and into Monday and reports start coming in, you know, out of Arizona, there's confirmed discussions have taken place between Arizona and Musselman. And that's when the panic really starts to ensue because we still don't have a, a signed contract extension. You know, and maybe we do, maybe we don't at this point as, as we record here on early Tuesday afternoon. But I think we do feel way better about things because Hunter Juracek sent out that tweet late Monday night with him, Muss, and the wives all sharing a toast, told everybody, Arkansas men's basketball is in good hands, sleep well. I slept well. I'll sleep like a baby once we get some details, <laughs> right, and something finalized. You know, so hopefully it goes down here soon. Maybe it's today or the next day, but you know, I think as soon as that's done, everybody can kind of rest a little bit easier at night knowing Arkansas has got their man. Like I said, once we get the details, all the juicy information, you know, the numbers, the years, the buyout, the incentives, all that stuff, we'll come back, we'll dive into it. We still got plenty to talk about today because transfer season, guys, it's absolute insanity. It's crazy. You know, so if we assume that, hey, you got your coach locked in at this point, I think they will. I think we're all feeling pretty confident about that today, a lot better than yesterday. Uh, let's talk about the team a little bit. Because here's the deal. Once you make an Elite Eight at Arkansas, the already high expectations, they're going to increase even more. Right? You're expected to, to go back, to make another run, to be significant on the national scale again. And here we are, you know, and once again, the roster, it's going to look very different next season, kind of like it did this year. But here's the beautiful thing about it. You have a much better starting point. Remember the foundation, it's laid now. The culture is established now. It doesn't have to be built because that part's already done. So it's all about putting the right pieces together, getting the chemistry, getting everything to gel. I really like the pieces that they're putting in place. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you've got two fantastic building blocks in Devo Davis and Jalen Williams. Look, the experience that those guys were able to get this year was so, so critical to their development. I mean, it was huge. And, and in my opinion, look, I'm telling you right now, those two guys are both budding stars. I think both are going to be household names in the SEC next season. Debo already is, to a degree. I think they're going to take a big step forward. You, know, you get a healthy K.K. Robinson back. K.K. was rated higher than both of those guys coming out of high school. That's a huge addition back onto your roster, and he got some experience too. You got some guys going out, though, You know that you have to replace. Obviously, Justin Smith, Jalen Tate, Vance Jackson, those guys are moving on. Moses Moody going pro. Hey, good for him. Awesome young man. Great player. Incredibly bright future ahead in the league. He's going to kill it. No doubt in my mind. Desi Sills hits the portal. You know, that, that didn't surprise me necessarily. I, I think it was unfortunate the way, you know, he, he might have taken a shot on the way out the door or whatever with, with some tweets or messages. Uh, but listen, I'm sure that's a really emotional time for him you know in-state guy been a part of the program for three years turning the page to a new chapter a different opportunity the writing may have kind of been on the wall there for him he's a talented enough guy to where he could have still carved out a role but with the emergence of Devo the way he's come along 
Um, it was going to be tough for him. I do think he's going to land on his feet, though. You know, Auburn likes him. I hear A&M, Texas Tech, maybe a Mike Anderson reunion at St. John's. I don't know. But I really hope he does well wherever he winds up. Ethan Henderson hits the portal. Very interesting. He gets swooped up quickly by Texas A&M. You know, I kind of I kind of pegged him for a candidate who might be in a situation where he would transfer maybe down to a mid-major. See if he could get himself into a, a, a bigger role, playing more minutes, uh, and really get the most out of his senior season. And he might still do that at Texas A&M. It's interesting. I've got a good buddy that covers the Aggies, and he told me, you know, Buzz Williams and the staff are really pumped about him. They felt like he probably should have had a larger role all along, and they think he's a really good fit for their system. And I don't know, I mean, to an extent, I, I agree with that. So, that, you know, that'll be a fun one to watch, especially when Arkansas plays him twice. I, I, I mean, they usually do, so I assume they will again. Uh, that'll be interesting. You know, could some other guys hit the portal? Yeah, of course. You know, listen, I, I haven't heard anything on that front that I'd call more than like a rumor. And, and what you have to understand there is, you know, these kids don't even, they don't even have to talk to the coaches anymore. They can literally just walk into the compliance office, walk out, and then 24 hours later, you're in the portal. Your name just pops up in there. But I, I hear the rumors, you know, J.D. Note is a big one. Not necessarily from a transfer perspective, but maybe because, uh, you know, he might want to go make some money playing basketball. He's going to be a fifth-year guy, older guy, 22, 23 years old. Could I see him doing that? Maybe so. I don't. He doesn't necessarily strike me as a candidate to transfer out, though. Mainly because I, I don't think... You know, even though he didn't start for Arkansas, I don't know that he could really go anywhere else and have, you know, the type of role and freedom that he got here at Arkansas with Muss. And honestly, I haven't heard that many rumblings about it lately. So I hope he stays put. He'd be a huge piece. I mean, the backcourt is absolutely loaded, and he'd be a big part of that. You know, some say Connor might be a candidate to transfer you know I understand why people might think that since his role kind of diminished late in the year but he's had his moments I think there's reasons for optimism that he'll be able to you know put the weight back on that he lost when he was sick that was a big thing for him you know, technically he's got three years left to improve develop and and must stuck with him in the lineup for a long time even though you know he he probably shouldn't have been in there right to be quite honest so um, you know, there's a loyalty factor there too. So we'll see, you know, some people speculate about Bebe, you know, Abiyomi, Iola, the Stetson transfer. I don't know if I was in his situation, I might stay put. Where's he going to go? You, you transfer in, you set out that transfer year, then you get injured. You basically set out an injury year. I don't know what the market would be there. You know, maybe he could go back down for a larger role, but again, it's all speculation. But here's the thing, though, you know, as quickly as they leave, they can come back in even faster. Somebody knew. And this transfer portal season, honestly, it's been, <laughs> I mean, by far the most ridiculous, head-spinning like, roller coaster of a ride I've ever covered. And it's been like 10 days. It's driving me nuts, but I love it. You get addicted to it. You, you, can't, you can't step away from it. And honestly, 
if you do step away from it for a while. So last week I was technically off. I've been on the road for, uh, you know, three weeks and, and had a little bit of time maybe to, to kind of recharge the batteries and things like that. And I did, uh, but I was plugged into that portal the entire time because if you take not even a few days, but a few hours away, you're going to get behind because this thing moves quick and it changes fast and there are names out and names in and there's smoke one place, but there's fire in another. It's been absolutely wild. But Arkansas's made three big time impact additions. Huge. Yeah, I remember the last Hog Hoops Live I did, it was in early March before I hit the road uh, for the SEC tournament, NCAA tournament. And, the, you know, the, the portal season uh, was kind of just getting started. And I remember getting a couple questions about it. I, I told you guys at the time, you know, Audis Tony out of Pitt was probably a guy to keep an eye on. 6'6", strong build, you know, 210 plus pounds. He's a guy that can play, you know, the two, the three, the four. He's athletic. He plays above the rim. Good catch and shoot from three. He's really the kind of prototype, you know, Eric Musselman, positionless basketball player. Uh, and Arkansas was all over him from the minute he hit the portal. I mean, all over him. You know, anytime you add a, a guy that's a three-year starter and average over 14 points per game in the ACC, you're getting an impact player. You know, I think he boosts the athleticism, the physicality of the team, and, and absolutely softens the blow of losing Moody to the league. That's a big pickup. I remember telling you at the time, you know, Arkansas wasn't messing around in the transfer portal. They're in a position with the way they've been playing to where they could be really selective and and swing for the fences, home runs. And I and I really I'm not I'm not trying to gas it up here. I really do think they've hit three home runs with these guys. Tony was the first one to pop. That was huge. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And, and then it was really interesting after that, you know, and this just kind of goes to show you how quickly things change in this portal. But, you know, one day last week, I mean... I woke up and was basically hearing from, from multiple places, Xavier Pinson, the Missouri guard, he's coming to Arkansas. Like, like he was in. 
Um, and so I was thinking, oh man, you know, cool, here we go. And I'm telling you, I couldn't get out of bed, get dressed, and I didn't even have my first cup of coffee down before all that smoke had turned to Chris Likes, the Miami point guard. I mean, like that, snap of a finger. And then the next day, Likes commits and signs, boom, just like that. And it happened so quick. And that's what's fascinating about this portal. You know, Xavier Pinson, since he committed to, um, you know, Will Wade and LSU yesterday, uh, which was interesting because LSU wasn't even in his, his final four that he announced. It was Arkansas and Auburn, people thought, were probably the main competition, and then Georgia and uh, Nebraska. And then, you know, the night before, he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm deciding between LSU and Kansas, and then he, and he goes to LSU. So we'll be seeing that guy again. But, you know, back to Chris Likes. Listen, some people are on the fence about him simply because he's 5'7". He's, he's a short guy. He is. If you value my opinion, you're going to stop worrying now because this kid is a bucket. I'm telling you. And he's immediately going to be the fastest, quickest player on the floor for Arkansas. He's got great bursts. He really, he's got that kind of first step that Arkansas saw from some of those Baylor guards. He just doesn't cover quite as much ground because he's he's not as tall. You know, Davion Mitchell is 6'2", 6'3", but in terms of, of his movement and his quickness, he's got it. He can get by his man in my opinion, whatever he wants. And he's really, really good at creating and making high-difficulty shots, and he has to be creative and acrobatic and things like that to get him off. Uh, and, and it's been something he's had to deal with his entire life, so he's become really good at it. So what looks extremely difficult, um, it's not as difficult for a guy like him. Incredibly talented. I mean, if he was six feet tall or whatever, uh, this is a legit draft pick based on skill that's a great ad you know he brings some floor spacing as a three-point shooter good three-point shooter I think his assist numbers will go up in this system and Muscleman's system the pace and space where he's going to have room to really attack he's going to have other really solid options around him he's a good on-ball defender but he can get in trouble at times guarding bigger dudes that's that's natural Right, so there's there's a little bit of a downside to everything, but he's not a bad defender. I I don't you know I I hear people say maybe he'll be a liability on that end. I don't agree with that. I think he'll be just fine. The main thing is you just can't really switch with him a lot, which is something Arkansas does. But because he's so small and so fast, it's really hard to screen him. So he can get through a lot of those without you having to worry about a switch. It'll just require a little bit more communication. They'll be fine. He's the real deal. Really, you know, he strikes me as I look at the roster. I mean, there's there's a few guys now I think you can say this about, but Chris Likes, I mean, that's a guy who is a late-game option, right, for who you want to have the ball down the stretch when you need a bucket or that final play, final shot, create something, make it happen. Remember, this is a guy who was preseason first team, all ACC. You talked about Tony, you know, a guy that averaged 14-plus in the ACC. You know you're getting an impact player. Uh, I mean, you know, Chris Likes averaged nearly 10 per game as a freshman, over 15 a game every year since. Obviously had the ankle injury that kept him out most of last year, but he's recovered from that now. That was the second one. Then the most recent addition came to us late last week. Listen, former South Dakota star Stanley Amude, this is a big one. I'm excited about this guy. From, you know, the day he hit the portal, he was at the very top of my list because it just made too much sense. To me, it just made too much sense. 
another guy, you know, 6'6 to 6'7, big physical frame. You know, he's more uh, probably capable of, of mixing it up inside than maybe a Tony. Uh, so, you know, he gives he gives guys the business in the post. I mean, he, he can he can score it in the post. You know, a lot of people thought this year it would be nice if we just put somebody in the block and throw it into him and get a basket. And, and Jalen Williams started to show signs of that. He's going to be way better at it next year. But, you know, Amude, even at 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's that guy. He's skilled down there. And that's low post on the block or, or mid post where he can face up and attack you. He's dangerous in there. I think he's probably your four man, but he can play just fine on the wing. Look, he this is a guy that can score on all three levels. He was ninth in the country in scoring at well over 20 points per game. And, you know, he had a 41-point game this season, a 39-point game this season. He can score it. And and that's not just against Summit League teams. I expect it to translate. I mean, you look at some of the power conference programs. Before I started the show, I, I went and pulled a few stats. You know, he had 24 on Colorado, 25 against Nebraska. 17 on Washington, 28 on Kansas. Bill Self, after that Kansas game, and, and he's gotten, I mean, that was a couple years ago, so Amude's gotten better since then, but he said, hey, you know, when he was out there, he was the best player on the floor. We couldn't guard him. That's high praise. You stretch it out a little bit and shoot the three, can rebound. He's a willing defender. You know, it's interesting. Musk loves those guys, you know, who his teams have played in the past. And, and South Dakota came here a couple years ago. And I remember Amude from that game. He had 13-8, and eight and it was one of his worst games. So there's that for you. 13-8, and eight, oh, it was just a so-so game for him. Good pickups. That's three big-time additions already to kind of reload the roster. It's not, this ain't a rebuild. I was calling it a retooling early. No, it's, it's a reload. From a... And listen, you got to have a special type of chemistry and, you know, a little bit of luck and things have to fall in the right place to get to a situation where you make a run like Arkansas did this year. But I'm talking like on paper, you know, just just by the numbers and sheer talent, the roster is shaping up to be better next year than it was this year. Already three big time additions. You got to think about some of the other guys, too. I mean, Kamani Johnson. The Little Rock transfer, he's going to play a role for Arkansas. He brings a physicality that the Hogs didn't have. Rebounding, toughness inside, that's a really underrated pickup. He's going to play a factor at the four, and he's going to play a factor at the five. When Arkansas likes to go small ball, you think about when they were putting Justin Smith at center, Kamani's a guy that can do that. He's not, he's not very perimeter-oriented, but he is tough inside. I'm excited about him. Yeah, two guys with a ton of potential in a Cole Wine, the Juco power forward, Chance Moore. That's a four-star top 100 wing coming in here. It's it's a good group, and they aren't done. Are they ever done? Is Eric Musselman ever done in the transfer portal or recruiting? I don't think so. You know, one scholarship still open at the moment. Um, I mean, there's 1,200-plus guys out there. You know, what do you think Arkansas needs? I've seen some people say like a, a knockdown shooter. You know, Arkansas, all these guys that they've added have shooting capability. Tony, Amude, Chris Likes, all those guys can shoot it. I wouldn't necessarily call them burners. You know, when I, when I think about a knockdown shooter, I think about a guy that's going to shoot you 40% and he's going to knock down 70, 80 threes or more. 
know, Arkansas has got those guys in the, you know, 35 to 37% range. Um, they'll hit you, you know, 30 to 45. And that's great. You would take as many of those as you can get, but they don't necessarily have, you know, that guy with the pistol. It might be KK Robinson very well may be. So you might have that guy returning. You don't even know it yet. Maybe some, you know, some help inside. I've heard about that too. You know, you, you've got Jalen Williams. You feel really good about Kamani Johnson, who I think is going to be a really good player for you. And then after that, mm, you know, we'll see. Is, is Mawine going to be able to come in and contribute right away? He's pretty raw. I think he's definitely more of a four than he is a five coming out of junior college. Um, you know, is Vanover going to gonna put the weight on and, and develop and get a little bit better? I, I think he will. So could he be the guy that helps in there? You, you just don't know about Bebe. Cause he, I mean, he's been here for what seems like forever, and you haven't got to see him play. So maybe in addition there, maybe a combination of the two. You get a you know a stretch forward kind of guy that can can mix it up inside and on the glass and, and knock down a few threes for you. Makes sense to me. Or would they go, you know, I mean, he's, you know, Musselman is so big on this versatile, positionless 6'6 to 6'8 frame that can kind of do it all. Maybe you make another addition like that. We'll see. I mean, they could wait it out a little bit because chances are another big wave of guys is going to hit the portal in a few weeks. Like when you usually get one wave right at the end of the season for teams. That's, that's kind of what we've been in now. And then what happens, it's twofold, really. You get a lot of guys who go ahead and commit to schools. And so then guys who might already be at that school go, oh, they're bringing in this guy. I don't know if I'm going to play or I don't know how I feel about that. And then they dip out. So that's kind of another wave, which I think we're in that part right now. And then a lot of kids will wait until after finals. Once the semester wraps up, you're leaving campus anyway, uh, you know, to, to, to go back home or whatever, and you see another wave hit the portal then. And that kind of carries you at that point into the summer. So they could sit on it a little while and, and see what kind of gems pop up. And again, they might have somebody else hit the portal. Who knows? We'll see. Regardless, I mean, the hype train for this team, it's already full steam ahead. You know, go look around at all these way too early top 25s, which is a crapshoot. I get that. But it's it's projecting out based on how you did the last year, who you got coming back, and who you're bringing in. And that's, I mean, that's really all you can go off of. And you're seeing Arkansas popping up in a lot of top 10s, even some top 5s. Whoa. I mean, that, that's that's awesome. The only part that sinks is we have to wait until November to see him in action. Craziness. All right. Looks like we might have a few questions and comments here. Let me pop on and see what we got. Billy Gaithwright says, pay that man 4.5 a year. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm so interested to see what they come up with, with the contract details. How, how long is it going to be, you know, dragged out? How many years? And that doesn't even really matter that much because to me, what's more important is the buyout. I mean, you could, you could be on contract for 10 or 15 years or whatever. Uh, but if the buyout's easy for another school to, to kind of come pluck you, then that's fine. So I, I, I'm more interested to see the buyout, but yeah, the, the AAV, the average annual value, what's he making now about 2.5? And that was, I think, 13th 
amongst SEC coaches, I think you at least got to get to four or higher. And I, you know, it depends on how much leverage he has there. Maybe that's part of the deal with, you know, with this Arizona situation that we were hearing about the last couple of days, a little bit of leverage. And then, and there's no ill will with that. That's just how you play the game. That's, you know, it's part of doing business. Yeah, 4.5, that would be that would be nice. I would like to see him I'd like to see him at least get to 4. Or more. I mean, hey, it ain't my money. Pay him 10 million a year to keep the guy around. I mean, you, you got to love Musk. He might be the most popular guy in the state of Arkansas right now. Yancey Long says, "Who do you think will fill the last scholarship on the basketball team?" <laughs> and you know, I I get that question probably a dozen times a day on, on the razor's edge, our, our premium message board. And, uh, who knows? I mean, there's over 1200 names in that transfer portal right now. And it's a little quiet at this point, you know, yesterday, I mean, there were four guys who made their announcements who, you know, all had Arkansas kind of in their list of finalists. And that doesn't always mean anything. You know, when you hear Arkansas has been in contact with a transfer, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, actively recruiting them and after them. Uh, there's just been some dialogue there. Reach out, gauge some interest. Fine. Uh, you know, some of these guys that release their top sixes or top fours, uh, they may not necessarily be a take for Arkansas all the time or, or a realistic option. But, you know, yesterday you had uh, Pinson, obviously, which, you know, we kind of knew that wasn't going to happen when Chris Likes jumped, jumped on board. Um, and then he wound up going to LSU. You had Jaden Gardner, a guy that I was kind of excited about. I mean, he was a you know, 6'8", Ford, kind of an inside guy, put up huge numbers at East Carolina. Arkansas was in the final five for him. He stayed you know, back out there on the East Coast, went to Virginia. Um, it was one thing that was really interesting yesterday, and it, it, was, it was crazy because it flew so under the radar. But in the midst of, of getting Chris Likes, and Stanley Amude last week, you see this guy out from Cal State Bakersfield, uh, Taze Moore, Taze, I think is actually how you pronounce it, uh, who included Arkansas in his final four. And sometimes, like I said, you see that and you're like, oh yeah, but that, you know, that's not real because Arkansas creates a lot of diversions. <laughs> and, uh, but this was, you know, there, there was a lot of, a lot of truth to what was going on. And, um, he may have very well been Arkansas bound, uh, but Houston, who we wound up committing to, they had their best player, Quentin Grimes, declare for the NBA draft over the weekend. Ultimately, he decided to go there. So thought, you know, for a little while there, it was at least a coin flip. Arkansas might be landing another commitment on Monday. You know, Flanders Fleming is another one. He went to Florida. So, you know, you look at it now, and uh, there's a lot of new guys who have entered the portal. So I imagine we'll start seeing some movement there. The guys who have been there for a while, you know, uh, Marvin Johnson is a, is a guy that stands out to me. It's, it's interesting, the Eastern Illinois point guard, 6'6 guy, kind of fits the bill. You know, he listed Arkansas in his top four a long time ago, and, and I thought that could be maybe a take because, like I said, he kind of fits that prototype, that mold that Musselman looks for. And it's been interesting, you know, other teams in his top four, Drake, uh, Mississippi State, they've, they've both lost point guards to the portal but he hasn't jumped on there. So I'm not ready to close the book on him just yet. Um, we'll probably double back and check on that. You know, Brady Manick is a guy that a lot of people uh, on our message boards are excited about the, the stretch forward from Oklahoma. 
He's got a really an immaculate mustache, and he, and he looks just like Larry Bird, and he kind of shoots like him too. But uh, really intriguing prospect. You know, it sounds like he might be a guy. You know, he's an Oklahoma native, and because of his family who likes to travel to the games and things like that, it just logically might make sense that there could be a fit there. Um, we'll see. You know, one thing that I'll say about these transfers, more so even than the high school prospects, is a lot of them keep it really close to the vest. You got to do a lot of digging to get a little information. Uh, but, you know, maybe the wheels are starting to turn a little bit there. So we'll see. And I bet, you know, over the next 48 hours or so, as some of these new guys start to release, you know, who they've been talking to and, and you know, who they're interested in, we'll get a lot more traction with another wave of guys. You know how Muscleman is. He'll probably contact nearly everybody that hits that portal. Let's see. Mike and Mary Hogger, glad they got it worked out for Muss. In my opinion, he's the best coach for how NCAA men's basketball works now. Whoopig Suey, thank you, Hunter Urichek, and thank you, Coach Muss. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. You know, I, I just have a hard time believing that Hunter Urichek would put out the tweet that he did last night unless they were pretty 100% confident things were going to go down. Now, you might still have to cross the T's and dot the I's or whatever. So like I said, um, it's not official, official yet. We're still waiting on the on the details, but yeah, it certainly sound good. And I agree, you know, with with Musselman's ability uh, to already be out ahead of this. I mean, it's crazy now with you know the the free year of eligibility, the looking at like the the one time transfer waiver uh, where you don't have to set a year. Uh, just because of COVID, more people are hitting the transfer portal because they're realizing. They had to make their initial college decision based on a Zoom meeting, and it didn't work out the way they thought it would. Uh, it is nuts right now, and so you need somebody who's capable of recruiting at all levels. And and Musselman's proven that he can do that. That's huge. He's also proven, you know, in terms of X's and O's, uh, and, and bringing guys together and being innovative. He's among the best in the business. So I I think Arkansas's got a, a special situation here. Getting him locked up is huge. I agree. Also said. Have you heard any rumblings about anyone else committing? We got one scholarship right, maybe power forward. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit. Hey, you mentioned Trey Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, Trey Mitchell out of UMass, you know, 6'9". Listen, that guy is a stud, kind of a true, more of a true um, power forward center type. I mean, he was really good. And it's so interesting that, see, he was one of the first guys to hit the portal, and nobody's heard anything about him. And you want to talk about someone who's kept it really, really close to the vest, uh, it's been him, and I've heard some speculation he might go back to UMass just because he's been in the portal for so long at this point. Uh, you know, I know that his high school coach was actually on staff there, and now he's not. Maybe he's waiting to see where that guy lands to continue to follow him around. I don't know. I'd be on board for that, though. He's a player. MP Rich says, Woo Pig Suey from SoCal. Good for you. I always say that every time you comment, I, I think about how nice it would be to be in Southern California. But you know what? It's hard to beat Fayetteville right now. Weather's nice. Sun's out. It's spring. Spring football. Scrimmage getting ready to happen this weekend. Everything's looking good around these parts. Marjorie Head Garrick says, did he say Desi might end up at St. John's? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, just speculation on that part. I know he's got a, a ton of interest from, you know, Power Five major conference schools. Uh, I feel like I heard Texas Tech recently may have extended an offer. 
I, I know A&M, Auburn has shown interest. Um, St. John's, I, I don't know that I've really heard a lot about that, but it just kind of seems to make a little bit of sense if you wanted to go all that way based on his, you know, his relationship with Mike. Gil McGarity says, looks like college basketball is free agency with the transfer portal. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And it's crazy, and, and Muss has talked about this too, where in the past when somebody would transfer, it was it was one of two things. Either, well, I mean, it was a few things. You might want to go back closer to home because you need to, or, or you're homesick for whatever reason. Could be because there was a coaching change where you were at. Or, or a bad relationship with the staff, or you weren't getting the playing time that you wanted to get. But now it's it's crazy because we're seeing guys who, who start, play 30-plus minutes per game, and are big contributors for their schools. And it's not just the small school. It's, it's not just like the Amudes of the world who are at you know a, a mid to low major who want to prove themselves at, at the high major level. I mean, you're talking about legit players in Power 5 programs. I mean, Mac McClung is back in the transfer portal again. From Texas Tech, Garrison Brooks, he's a preseason ACC player of the year at North Carolina. Hits the portal. You know, Walker Kessler. I mean, you think about some of these big names that have gone in there, even guys like like Tony and Chris Likes. So it is. I mean, it really is like free agency. It's crazy. And there's really no incentive for them to not hit the portal, especially when you don't have to go through that set-out year, which is widely assumed that that's going to be the case. Nick Headley says, who is someone in the portal we must have, or is there one? Um, that's interesting. You know, I, I think based on need, to me, Brady Manick would make a lot of sense. And again, I'm not saying he's coming here. I'm, I'm just saying based on the guys that are out there right now, uh, you know, kind of that stretch four type, I think fits the mold. That would be a good one. Another one that intrigues me is Christian Bishop out of Creighton. And he's a small ball center, you know, 6'7", 220, 225. But, I mean, he's very much a back-to-the-basket and, and athletic rim runner kind of guy. He's like 68% from the field, which is ridiculous. Uh, High-volume rebounder. I'd heard a lot of, you know, Kansas with him. But then it looks like today North Carolina is in the mix because their, their big man, Garrison Brooks, just hit the portal. So it's interesting. But yeah, you know, maybe maybe guys like that for right now. And it has in terms of, you know, the top end talent, it's thinned out a little bit. Uh, but some of those new names have entered. You know, Kyler Edwards, we saw him uh with Texas Tech and, and he's entered the portal, came back out of the portal and then re entered the portal. And, you know, so guys are having a hard time making up their mind what they want to do, but there's gonna be uh I'd be shocked if there wasn't another addition here at some point. Mike and Mary Hoggard say, I literally jumped and yelled when the news about Amude committing coming uh, came out. Yeah, I mean, that that was, uh, that was a big addition. He's a player. And, you know, I talked to Coach Mo Harrison, who is really, you know, Amude was in his program in San Antonio, his, his grassroots program since the sixth grade. So those guys have a, you know, have a great relationship, and he served as a mentor to him. He told me over 30 schools you know, had reached out and, you know, we heard Kansas and Arizona and Oregon, you know, all kinds of big time programs and Arkansas ultimately won out there. I mean, he was a coveted prospect in that portal and that, you know, that's a big one. 
Jeremy Sin Sim says the knockdown shooter is what I'm liking between six two to six five. I think there could be some benefit to that, especially with a guy like a Mude who can play the four for you and and you know Musselman, you know it, the four is not your traditional power forward, right? It's a guy who can play on the perimeter offensively and maintain that spacing, which they like, which he can do, and he can also score it inside, which some of his his fours in the past haven't been able to do and shoot the three, but then it's all about the defensive end, and he, he can defend, he's athletic and strong enough to defend, you know, fours, whether it's a guard uh, on another opponent, or if they have more of a back-to-the-basket guy, he can handle that situation, so I think when you have someone like him, who's versatile enough to play the four, uh, even though you're looking right now saying, man, they, Arkansas sure does have a lot of guards and wings, I, I do think you could add another one, and not create, you know, a crazy log jam, which is, you know, probably something that you'd want to avoid. So I could see it. Stephen Pipe says, it's funny when we lost two in a row, Alabama and Tennessee, lots of people wanted to get a new coach. Yeah, things change quickly, don't they? <laughs> I mean, and that, that was a rough time, you know, and, and a lot of it was a, a team with a lot of new faces who had just taken a big step up in competition, and then you lose your glue guy and, and arguably your best player in Justin Smith, but... Uh, you know, they hung tough in that Tennessee game, but, you know, LSU and Alabama that next week, I mean, they got worked. And and so it was really good to see them jump back on board the way they did. And and I think, again, you know, it's, it's a testament to, you know, Muss and the coaching staff, one, for, for figuring out a way to get all those guys to come together the way they did. And then the guys, you know, because it would have been easy for them at that point to go, eh. Just gonna kind of pack it in and, and coast, and then maybe I'm out of here hitting the portal at the end of the year. But they didn't do that, uh, so you know it says a lot about their uh, their perseverance and and their mental makeup too. Joey Moses says hello, Woo Pig Suey, right back at you. Gary Schaefer says looks like we'll be able to go five deep off the bench this year uh, with little to no drop off. Woo Pig Suey, yeah, you know you would think so. I kind of thought that coming into this year too. Uh, you know, you, you think about the success, in, in fairness here, you think about the success that guys like, you know, Justin Smith and Jalen Tate had coming in as transfers. I, I'll be the first to admit that I was probably the most excited coming into the year about Vance Jackson and his skill set and what he brought to the table. I mean, it, it seemed like a really, really good fit. And it, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. So, you know, if all three of these guys coming in work out, and if you get what you expect out of Kamani Johnson, that you have more coming back, which I think really helps what you're talking about, because you kind of already know what you have from them, and and they're only gonna get better, right? I, I doubt anybody's gonna regress. So, uh, you know, I I I do think that you could have a deeper bench. At the end of the year, they're playing six or seven guys, um, but I, I think they're gonna be able to go deeper with higher quality, like you said. And that's important down the stretch. Again, you know, you never know when that injury is going to come. You know, and, and, you know, knock on wood, Arkansas has been good or fortunate about avoiding like the, like the big ones, the season enders and things like that, aside from, uh, you know, KK there in the middle of the season. But, uh, you know, maybe you'll have the kind of depth where you don't go on those 0-5 stretches or 1-4 stretches like you did this year if you had to overcome an injury. Joey Moses says, do we have one more opening or two? Does the kid from Texas Tech shoot the three very good and would he fit the team? 
uh, one as of now. Yeah, one opening as of now. And uh, again, yeah, that doesn't really stop Musk from recruiting. I mean, he took, I'm pretty sure he took Justin Smith last year when he didn't have an opening. And Arkansas was one over for a while until Reggie Chaney went to the portal. So, you know, there's there's a way to make the numbers work out if you need to. Um, as far as the Texas Tech kid, it depend. well, I guess it doesn't depend on which one you're talking about. Whether it's Kyler Edwards or Mac McClung, they could uh, both shoot the ball. I, I don't see McClung happening. He'd probably go pro, um, or he might wind up in Texas with Chris Beard. Uh, Kyler Edwards, I have no idea. You know, I know LSU was, was after him pretty hard, um, but they just picked up Pinson. So, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to follow. Mike Posey, Woo Pig Suey from Waxahachie, Texas. I hope I said that right. Right back at you. Thanks for joining. Joey Moses says, when will the NBA players that set the bench hit the transfer portal? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some of those guys do that from time to time. They'll they'll hit you with the, you know, trade demands and things like that. And if you're if you're good enough, I guess you can get away with doing that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. This transfer portal, I <laughs> some of the stories, man, it's just absolutely crazy. Speaking of stories, I mean, at some point I'm going to hop on here and, and hit you guys with like my memoirs from uh, my trip with Arkansas throughout the postseason. You know, I was doing some of those live reactions after the after the games from Nashville and, and in Indianapolis, and I witnessed some crazy things out, you know, outside in Indianapolis at 1:30 in the morning, you know, outside of Banker's Life Fieldhouse, trying to get you know a selfie stick or a tripod set up. Uh, to talk about some of those things. There were some, some crazy days and crazy moments. I'll hit you guys with that at some point, uh, in the summer at least, when things calm down. We don't have so much to talk about because we do have a lot to talk about right now. Isaac Riley says, I'm curious to see who replaces Moody, Smith, Tate, and Sills, also Henderson because he did good in the tournament for us. Yeah, I mean, you know, I look at it there right off the top and, you know, replacing Moody, um, Audis Tony, to a degree. Uh, kind of you know different types of players there. You know with Justin Smith, uh, you could argue maybe um, Kamani Johnson to a degree. Again, different players, different roles. They'll have different production. Uh, even a Stanley Amude, he could he'll he'll kind of negate some of that production lost from Moody and Smith. You know with Jalen Tate and Sills. Uh, you know you got. Guys like Devo, they're going to continue to emerge. You got Chris Likes coming in at, at point guard, and then KK Robinson uh, coming back off of off of his injury. So, I think the replacements are, you know, kind of in house. There should be in a pretty good spot. Todd Drake says, "Do you think we have a good chance to get Bryce Thompson from Kansas that hit the portal? He was considering Arkansas out of high school." Well, I tell you what, Todd, when we talk about uh, you know how quickly this this thing shapes up. I did not know that Bryce Thompson had hit the transfer portal. If that happened today, uh, I would imagine Arkansas would probably kick the tires on that. So I will check on that when I get off here. That's interesting. Interesting news. He's a player. I got to watch him quite a bit uh, in high school. He's very good. Alan Jeter says, don't like how easy it is to transfer now. Uh, used to athletics taught you persistence and overcoming adversity. 
Now this easy transfer rule just lets you run from those qualities. That being said, you have to buy into it as a coach and use the portal uh, to be successful. And Coach Muss is one of the best ones. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, it's just a sign of the times. Um, and I agree with that uh, to a degree. You know, I, it, there's got to be some kind of middle ground there, you know, um, it'll be interesting to see how these things start to play out once the name, image, and likeness stuff uh, gets passed and they figure out what they want to do with that. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely an evolving time and a changing time. And like you said, and like we talked about earlier, having a guy like Musselman, um, because it, it, and like Gil said, it, it's almost like free agency. And so having a guy with that NBA background who understands those personalities and, and how those things works and has already kind of converted that into how he recruits and operates as a college coach, that's huge. And, you know, on top of the success that Arkansas has had and, you know, everything that goes along with it, to me that's equally important because he, he's a guy that is never satisfied. He's always hungry. He's always researching and innovative to the point where you would imagine he'll be able to kind of stay ahead of the game a little bit. And that's how you get staying power. And and that's what we want for Arkansas. Hey, this Elite Eight run was awesome. None of us are ever going to forget about that. Historic. One of the best seasons in program history. It just was. But we don't want to go down to the bottom of the barrel after this or, or back to mediocrity or whatever. You want to keep the good times rolling. And to do that, you got to have someone who can stay ahead of the game. All right. About 52 minutes. I think it's probably going to wrap us up here for today. Today was fun. I mean, this is exciting. You know, like I said, hopefully we'll get something finalized on on Mus, and when we do, we'll jump back on here and chat about it, talk about the details. Hopefully, that means very, very soon. Later today, tomorrow, I don't know. We'll see. But as always, hey, I appreciate you guys tuning in, showing me some love. You know, we'll we'll see you next time on Hall Coops Live. And like I said, hopefully that comes in the very, very near future. You guys have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.